Hi, welcome to episode 574 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and is it just me, or does crocodile meat taste so much better than alligator meat? In the every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue, I don't know, 645? Today is Fantastic Four 574 from February 2010. Days of Future Franklin by Jonathan Hickman and guest artist Neil Edwards. So the next morning after last issue, it's Franklin's birthday. The headquarters is decorated with birthday decorations. Valeria comes into Franklin's room and she's got a wrapped present. Did you finish it? He asks. And she says, "Uh uh-huh, got it right here. You sure it's gonna work and not screw up anything? He asks. And she says, he'll be happy. She leads him to the living room, which is empty. And once again, the design of the interior of the Baxter building completely unrecognizable. I've harped on this before, but the interior of the Baxter building is so inconsistent. Changing from artist to artist, issue to issue, is pretty incredible. And the way that Neil Edwards draws the headquarters, it looks like the inside of a hospital. The living room looks like a waiting room. All they need to do is put some golf magazines on the table and it would be a perfect match. And then it turns out the room is not empty. Sue's powers come in handy for a surprise party and everyone turns visible. Reed, Sue, Ben, and Johnny are there, as are some of Franklin's old friends, like the kids from Power Pack. They're there. Artie, the pink one, and Leech, the green one, two mutant kids who appeared mostly in X Factor back in the 1980s. Dragon Man, the Lee Kirby android flying dragon monster, for some reason, he's there. There's a red-headed woman that Johnny got a- has his arm around. I don't know who she is. I guess he's back to dating redheads again? I see, I guess. Or it could be Alicia. I don't know, looks kind of like Alicia. And there's a kid beside her. I don't recognize him. And Valeria says, Happy birthday, retard! Ah, the old days, when you could call people retards and make fun of the handicapped. Oh, if only America could be great like that again. Franklin says, You better have gotten me something good. Katie Power gives Franklin a hug. And she's got, like, her tongue out? It's really weird looking. Kind of gross. Sue presents the birthday cake, which says Frank on it. Another nod to the Power Pack days of the 1980s when Franklin wanted to be called Frank. There's only five candles on it, which... That's not right. No way is he only five. Or four, if one of the candles is one to grow on. And Sue goes to cut the cake. Reed, with a five o'clock shadow for some reason has a chat with Alex Powers, and we learn that Alex is 19 years old. And he's definitely aged four or five years since the 1980s, and Franklin hasn't? Five candles? What's the deal with five candles? Oh, this is gonna keep me up all night. We learn that Alex is in college. He's a gifted student who soon may be doing postgraduate work already. Reed mentions a special project coming up, and he, walk, and he wants Alex to work with him on it. Why? Why does he want some 19-year-old kid working on his project? Call Ant-Man or somebody. 
Call somebody. <laughs> Why can't he call one of his old friends? Like, you know, Hank Pym or Tony Stark or somebody. Is that what the book needs? Another, another super intelligent kid? This birthday party issue is a pretty significant issue, by the way, because all these characters who show up for Franklin's birthday party, they never leave. Alex, Artie, Leech, Dragon Man, they're not going anywhere. And I've never figured out why. Why does Hickman bring all these characters into the book and why do they stay? What's the point? Maybe, maybe I'll figure it out when I'm rereading these issues. Back with Sue, she has pieces of cake and approaches that one boy who I don't recognize. She says, Billy, would you like a piece of cake? He says, 32. And at first, Sue thinks he wants 32 pieces of cake, which sounds like a pretty good idea to me. But he says no, that he's 32, the 32nd derivative of his father, super genius, master intellect, Bentley Whitman. Oh, great. Does this mean another child super genius? Oh, I love child super geniuses. Oh, have I made that clear? The previous 31 uh, Bentleys were failures, and he doesn't get a real name until he proves himself. You know, I think all children should be like that. You're not getting a name until you prove yourself. Sue gives him some cake and says, Enjoy your cake, Bentley! Ben tries to get everyone's attention and says they have a special guest this year. It's the spectacular Spider-Man. And it's clearly not Spider-Man. It's just some guy with glasses and a beer belly. But soon, the kids get over the surprise as the real Spider-Man swings in the window, much to all the kids' approval and delight. He offers to take Franklin for a ride, who wraps his arms around Spidey's neck and they swing around the room. And it seems like he's having fun, but... You know, you have to remember, for Christmas, Franklin and Valeria got flight jackets. Which, they can put on the jackets and they can fly around. That's like, a million times more exciting than holding onto Spider-Man's neck. Franklin stands up and announces he's done something special. He's giving gifts to the people at his party. There's some gift certificates for the Power Kids, a book for Spider-Man picked out by Johnny called A Loser's Guide to Picking Up Women. I guess at this point Johnny doesn't know that Spider-Man is married to a supermodel. And neither does Spider-Man, which is still very weird. And they give Artie and Leech keys to the Baxter building. Reed says that he knows that uh, Franklin said that they're not happy living where they are now. So if they want to, they can move in. Reed has a new room for them. Wow. Is it that easy to adopt mutant kids? You just say, here's a key, move on in. Also, in that box that Valeria had is a gift for Artie, which is a helmet that simulates his lost mutant powers to create images in the air based on his thoughts, which he uses to communicate. He puts it on, and he loves it, and Franklin gives both him and uh, Leech a very awkward hug, and tells them, welcome home, guys. I think this makes Franklin happy because he's no longer the dumb kid in the house. Reed and Sue have a little moment, and he tells her that she looks amazing for a woman whose son just turned... Not another word, she says, interrupting him before he can tell us how old Franklin is. I don't know why she interrupted him. I don't think he was going to say that she looks amazing for a woman whose son just turned 41. 
So we see uh, a bit of the party, and everyone looks like they're having a good time. But it looks uncomfortable in this big cavernous room with very little furniture. And they still haven't explained who that redheaded woman is. But we see that she's busy chatting on her cell phone. Ah, it's the old, this is an awkward party, so I'm going to pretend to talk on my cell phone trick. I know it very well. So later that night, in a hallway at the Baxter Building, which still looks like the hall of a hospital ward, a warning goes off saying, Time Quake, Condition Red, and a light appears in the hallway, and the light expands into a portal, and some dude comes out. I assume it's a dude from the future. He's immediately faced by the Fantastic Four, but he puts up some kind of shield keep, to keep them back. Franklin comes out of his room, and much to the horror of his family, the man raises his hand and knocks the kid out with his powers. Next, he goes into Valeria's room, and she asks who he is and why he's there. He says he has a warning, that the future must be avoided at all cost. Now that is a solid warning. He says there will be a war between the four cities, doesn't say which four cities. He says the dead must not be forgotten, doesn't say which dead people. He says the future man must return to save the past, and all hope lies in doom. As he speaks, we see these child's drawings in the background of the Submariner, Punisher, some other characters I don't recognize, and Doctor Doom. She asks, Why should I believe you? And he replies, Because you're the one who sent me here. Ooh, it's kind of a Terminator situation. And then he's about to leave, and Valeria says, Happy birthday, retard. Well, she just, she's just doubling down on the retard stuff, isn't she? And I guess that means that this is Franklin from the future. Great idea, because that's never been done before. I think at this point, Reed and Sue should recognize their son from the future. They've seen him so many times. So later, the FF are going over what happened, and it seems that the kids haven't told them anything. In Valeria's room, we see that she's written a bunch of equations on the wall under a picture. This is getting to be a bad habit with these people. Get some notebooks already! And in Franklin's room, he's under the sheets. It says, all alone in his room, a little boy creates a baby universe. And we see that he's creating a baby universe. So finally, a Fantastic Four writer remembers that Franklin has superpowers. Still not sure what those superpowers are, but in this case, it's the ability to create baby universes. And that's the end of that issue. Oh yeah, it's that time again. What am I calling it? It's fantastic poetry time. According to your cards and letters, this is everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Today's poem is clearly a masterpiece from someone called Crimson from an erotic poetry website. Here it is. I lay my serpentine form at the foot of your throne, worshipping you, my lord. Darkest of dark, evil incarnate, you bathe me in the blood of the river Styx before offering me holy communion from your glorious cock, spilling your seed down my throat. I drink in your essence with reverence. 
That is a selection from the amazing poem, The Submissive Queen of the Underworld. And speaking of the Underworld, coming in the next issue, it's that not-so-submissive king of the Underworld, the Mole Man. Find out what that crazy cuckoo bird is up to next. What nutty plans does he have up his sleeves? In the next episode, find out. Wait a minute. Did I just say glorious cock? That's not right. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, you want to give me some uh, poetry or something, or if you have relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff. And you can download other episodes at iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs>